Welcome to Active Word with Bishop Ishmael Sam of the Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, UDOLGC. Called of God, he ministers under the anointing of his father, Bishop Dag Heward Mills. Bishop Sam is the resident bishop of the Loyalty House International, Abbey Dawenya, of the Dawenya Afenya Link Road. He oversees many churches, both in Ghana and abroad. May the power of God be activated in your life today as you listen to Active Word. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe we are ready for the word of God. I want you to stand to your feet as we sing something good is going to happen to you today. Hallelujah. Something good is going to happen. said hallelujah amen amen let's pray father thank you for today thank you that something good is passing our way today and we are not living the same as we came today in the name of the lord jesus amen why don't you take your seats take your seats in heavenly places and the title for my message this morning brief message this morning is the laws of the supernatural. The laws of the supernatural. Put your hands together for Jesus. The laws of the supernatural. Um, you know, everything that you do, there are rules. 
there are rules. And also, when we come to a supernatural, there are rules. Even the absence of rules is the rule. Do you get it? If there are no rules, that is the rule. The rules are here. There are no rules. So, absence of which are the rules. So, there are rules. And let's turn about to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 8 and 9. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. Are you there? Are you there? Wonderful. Now, let us read it together. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9. Let us read it together. Ready, go. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Ah, let's read that one again. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Is your friend reading it? Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. Okay, the next verse. Higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So you see that there seems to be something that works in the supernatural. And it's shown us how the supernatural works. And in the supernatural, it is not as we do it. That's why it's supernatural. It's above the natural. Do you get it? It's above the natural. And as I've said, there are rules in the supernatural. So we're going to go straight to it. The first thing we need to know about the supernatural is the law of divine selection. Is the law of divine selection. The law of divine selection. What is the law of divine selection? How many of you want to walk in the supernatural? How many of you want to experience the supernatural? Hallelujah. It's nice when you're experiencing the supernatural. The supernatural means as you're walking here on earth, you have another power, another life, another thing working for you. And that is supernatural. Hallelujah. And every Christian is a supernatural person. Because we are not born of what? Flesh and blood. Hallelujah. We are born of flesh. But when you are born again, you are born of the spirit. Yes. So we are supernatural beings. We are born again. Hallelujah. That's how we understand spiritual things. And we need to experience the supernatural. Otherwise, after a while of being a Christian, you will give up. Because you don't know any, the difference between a Christian and an ordinary person. You don't know the difference. So you have to be able to experience and walk in the supernatural. Amen. So let's turn our Bible to John chapter 5. John chapter 5, verse 2 following. John chapter 5, verses 2 Three following. Now, there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda. How many of you have seen Bethesda around here? How many of you have seen Bethesda around here? You haven't seen. How do you call that place the, the, where we have the baptism? You see? We call it the Bethesda Gardens. The Bethesda Gardens. <laughs> That's what we call it. 
which is called in Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. The next verse, in this lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, hot, wedded, waiting for the moving of the water. Waiting for the moving of the water. And then verse 9. For an angel went down at certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. Are you getting it? Whatever disease he had, if you step in, you are made whole. Okay, and a certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. 38 years, he had a problem. And um, when Jesus saw him lie, when Jesus saw him lie, he knew that he had been now a long time in that case. He said unto him, Would you want to be made whole? Would you want to be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool. But when I am coming, another step on me, and then I cannot go. When I'm about to, another will step on me, and I cannot go. So he went. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Rise, take up your bed and do what? And walk. Then the Bible says, And immediately the man was made whole, took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Hallelujah. Now, Bible says Jesus met a whole lot of impotent folk around. There were many people sitting there. And then they all needed help. You see, now at the time that Jesus arrived there, the waters had not been stirred yet. Do you get it? At the time he arrived there, the waters had not been stirred. So they were all waiting for the stirring of the water. Do you see? But then he asked the man, why would you want to be made whole? You see, now the question I want to ask, what the point I want to make here is that there were so many people there. Why did Jesus go to only one person? You see, we are talking about the law of divine selection. You see, there were so many people there. He wasn't the only one who was impotent, who couldn't walk. If you read the chapter well, or the passage of scripture, there were many people like him. Sometimes you may be tempted to think that he was the only one who had that problem. But there were many people like him. He was the only one Jesus asked. But the question is that, why did Jesus ask only one person? Because he had the power to heal everybody. How many of you believe Jesus had the power to heal everybody? He had the power to heal everybody. All those there, especially if the, the condition of the man. He had the power to do it, but he just went to only one person. Would you want to be made whole? This morning, if Jesus should enter here, who do you think should go and ask, would you want your problem to be solved? Who do you want? Is he only one, only one, two, three. All of your hands are like this. Your hands are like this. So if I were Jesus, I would just serve people. I ask the question. I ask the question. Divine selection has started. Right here. 
divine selection starts when you come to church and you are if you are bother. But you know, some of you when you come to church, you don't get involved in anything. When you sit in church and you do this, the pastor will say, Raise your hand, say amen. Do this. Worship leader will say, You will never during the worship. I was at the back. Look, apart from the first three rows, all the people at the back, they were not concentrated. They were just sitting. Others standing, their hands are down. This, this. So you could see that somehow you are not involved. Are you get what I'm saying? So if there was to be, of course, divine selection, divine selection. But one doesn't know when it starts and what makes it start. Are you get what I'm saying? General rule is faith. General rule is faith. So I'm assuming all of you know about that. Then we come to this one. You see, so divine selection means that Jesus comes to you. God comes to you. There are so many people. But then he decides to come to you alone. Why should God heal you alone today and not all the people who have come to church? Well, you are not the only one who has come to church. Why must you be the person God will touch? How many of you came with, a, with an issue, a problem? Of, of course. So, who thinks that you are the one God should touch? And then the question, why should God touch you? That's the question. Why should God take you out? I don't have the answer. <laughs> Do you get it? But why should God take you out? Maybe when we go through, we will see that perhaps we also need to position ourselves in such a way that it will work for us. Do you get it? We should position ourselves in such a way that it will work for us. Luke 4, 25. Luke 4, 25, 27. Luke 4, 25, 27. It says, but I tell you of a truth. But I tell you of a truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elias, in the days of Elijah. Many widows were in Israel. When the heaven was shut up three years, and six months, when coronavirus came and wiped out people's businesses, when coronavirus came and did what? Killed people's family members. When coronavirus came, three years and six months, no rain. No rain in Israel. So you don't farm. So when you say no rain, you don't understand. You don't even know how cassava comes. You don't know how plantain comes. So when they say no rain, you don't understand. But it means that there's going to be famine. When great famine was throughout all the land, there was hardship. People needed blessings. People needed breakthroughs. Then what happened? But unto none of them. Shall we read this one together? Ready, go. But unto none of them was Elias sent, save, save unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. Wow. So you see that Jesus is bringing up a certain principle. Do you get it? Jesus is bringing up a certain principle or that listen, it's the same thing about divine selection. 
that unto none of them was so many people who were living in famine. But why did Jesus God go to only one person? Why did he go to one person? And why should God come to only you in Ghana, in families? You know, sometimes when preachers are preaching or uh, pastors are praying, I say, I see the Lord visiting you. Your family is going to be different. Why should he come to your family? Why should he make you different? Then again in verse 20, 27. Verse 27, what, what does it say? And many lepers were yeah. in Israel in the time of Eliseus, the prophet. And none of them was cleansed, saving hey. Naaman the Syrian. Are there, widow, are there widows and um, 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 lepers here? Not leper as in leper. But are there any people here who need a visitation? Who have a need? Bible said, they were, as we have come to share, there are many people with various issues here. But who would God send to? There are many people with various problems here. And by all means, by the time we live here, somebody will receive a visitation. Because it says, so shall my word go forth and shall not return to me void. Anytime a word comes, it accomplishes the purpose for which it has been sent. But as to whether it is you or it is he or that, that one, it is God who does it. But the word I'm preaching, it is the word of God coming forth to accomplish a purpose. And until that purpose is established by the time we close service, it won't go to him. You get it? It will do what it has come to do. But it will it, is it going to be you? Before the word return, will it be you? Mm. How many of you think it should be you? Hey. It's not by works, but if I may ask, how many hours did you pray before coming to church? It's God who selects. I mean, I don't know the criteria, but I assume it because everybody can choose, isn't it? Everybody can choose one or two things. You guys, so if God was to choose today, and I want to ask you, did you pray for even one hour before coming to church? And if you pray, what was your prayer topic? What was your prayer topic? Did you ever ask God today, as you are coming to church, that Lord, today when the pastor preaches, may he touch my issue that I will not go back the same. Is there anybody who prays such a prayer today? Rave your hand, let me see. Ah, you see, all these almost thousand people sitting here, only five. But here you are waiting for what? Miracle. Have you seen? The one you finish, you blame God. Eh? I've been coming to church, I've been coming to church, I've been coming to church all these years. If, if you were God, and somebody is coming to meet you, and the person never said anything about why he's coming, never said anything, just come to see, boom. If you, I mean, I'm not God. I've already told you, I don't know how God did. That's, uh, please, don't go and say, Bishop says, number one, if God will meet your need, play the, I'm, uh, please, I'm, not, I'm just saying that. If you are God, will you do this? Will you meet the person's need? I don't even think if you are God, you'll meet the need. I mean, if you are God, you'll not meet the need. <laughs> hey, people. <laughs> people don't want to answer me. But how many of you think that you have not done well? Yeah, you have not done well. Do you get it? Because, and you know what you do? What happens that it makes, when, when you come like that, it makes the atmosphere very difficult. Even when the worship leader is singing, because you came with loads. 
It came with loads. Do you get it? So please, if you're expecting God to add you to the selection, because the divine, it is divine selection, not pastoral selection. It's not pastoral selection. Maybe me, as I'm looking at you, you may look nice. You may, your eyes may be swollen as if you have prayed. Maybe you may look this in. Maybe you cried but as if you have prayed. And all this. Stuff. So I may move, be moved. But the blessing doesn't come from me. You see, it doesn't come from me. He didn't say, okay. He didn't say, so shall the pastor go to church. He said, so shall my word go forth. My word that the pastor is preaching, go forth. And I tell you, today as we came to church, some people, before even you came, God knew that you were ready for a blessing. It didn't start from here. Before you came, and some people, the, day, the time you woke up, and the time you sat in your car, and the time you started coming here, you were already ruled out. Because God sees when you wake up to work in the morning, how you go early to check work. 6 a.m. you are there. This year there. And here, 10, 30, 11 o'clock, you are not coming to check. Me. Me, oh. <laughs> Me, oh. <laughs> no, but maybe God will have mercy on you today. But, but, because the rules involve mercy. But, ping. And I'm always saying it to say, oh, pastor wants us to come to church early. But we have something called the law of divine selection. And that one, God sees who? God sees. Are you getting what I'm saying? God sees. So this, this today, and I know that every service we have, I know that God visits people. Because every service comes with a testimony. Yes. Every service comes with a testimony. But you see that it has never been you. Because you don't come with a certain attitude. I get what I'm saying. So how many of you now know about the law of divine selection? And that every look, you can come here two years ago, you think nothing is happening. We can give you testimonies upon testimonies. Of, sometimes when they tell us, I, I surprise the church, eh, this happened to you. Mm. Are you get what I'm saying? So come as an individual prepared to meet God. You may be sitting on a bus coming, but you should be different. You should tell yourself, we are sitting on the bus going. We are chatting, but I'm going to meet God. I want God to meet me in a special way today. Are you get what I'm saying? So that's the law of what? And then there's also the law of humility that operates in the supernatural. The law of what? You see, some of you didn't respond because you are not humble. It's like, Ah, church that we came, are we small boys? That's kind of door, then we preach. This we were doing it in kindergarten. Then went to day nursery, we did it. Class one by class four, we have stopped. Then now that we are old, we say the Lord, the witch will shout. Ah, how? The law of what? You see, humility is required for your supernatural breakthrough. Humility, ability to humble yourself. And I've always said that humility is your ability to humble yourself under the word. Under the word of God. Whatever the word is saying, however you are thinking, you are ready to do what the word is saying. So that you and somebody will have a case. You and somebody will have an issue. Uh, there's a decision to be made. You have your own way. Remember, Bible said, my ways are not your ways. So you have your own way. You have your own means, whatever. But then the word of God is saying otherwise. 
What do you do? What do you do? Complain? Keep fighting? Keep arguing? Humble yourself. Now what is a humble yourself? Humble yourself sometimes not even going to beg. Because you can go and beg and still not understand what you have done. Not, as, not take that what you have done is wrong. But putting yourself under the word of God, what is the word telling me? What would, what would Jesus do if uh, Jesus was in my situation? What is the word telling me? And how many of you have been in a situation that you really found it difficult to do what the word is telling you? you I mean, you, know the, you knew the word, but Charlie, now, what the word is telling you? you either you don't understand what I'm saying or <laughs> you, are not, you are pretending. You see, so humble yourself. Now, let's see one example of somebody who humbled Yes, some of you, when you come to church, eh, humble yourself. Oh. You came with an issue. They are leading the worship. You say, look, raise your hand. Dance. Do, and you are there. Feel like that. Meanwhile, you are going back with a bad situation. Just humility. Humility to just kneel down. The worship is going on. You realize that the song they are singing, eh, it's about your situation. Who, 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 who told you not to kneel down and tell God, oh, Lord. Oh Lord, pass me not, oh gentle Savior. Who told you that? But you have come with your issue. Of course, kneeling, also, kneeling is not an expression of humility. But I'm only saying that if whatever you need to do, you do. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, Mark 5, 25, quickly. Mark 5, 25. Humility will give, will give you your supernatural. Humble yourself. And a certain one, can we all read it together today? I want you to read a lot of the Bible. Shall we all read it together? Ready, go. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. Ah. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. Wow. For she said, if I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. Good. And she did it and it happened. But Bible said she had an issue. Now the issue the woman had was not an, a simple issue. For many years, how many years? Twelve years, she was flowing. Twelve years she was flowing. And you know how it is, um, women, if twelve years you are flowing blood, it will not be easy for you emaciated, lean, so many things. They didn't have, um, the, what we ha- they have today is that also. They didn't have what they have today. What they had was leaves and things that they were using to sort things out. Do you see? And she was just doing it. But she, know, she realized that, look, I need to get my healing. I need to get my healing. So when she heard of Jesus, she humbled herself. She didn't even require to look for, to book an appointment with Jesus. She didn't require to book an appointment with Jesus. Do you get it? You know, you remember this one of them, when the prophet told him to go and do something, he was angry. Do you remember him? How many of you remember him? Hey, he's called Naaman. He said, Christian, that's also why the pastors are able to deceive you. Do you see? Because you don't know anything. Okay, so... When Elijah told Gwen, he said, no, I won't go and wash. You should come and see me first. 
But this one, she humbled herself. And let me tell you something. When you come to church, it is a place to be humble. Church is a place to be what? And anytime you go to God, be humble. Be humble. And what is the humility in this? What's the show of humility? Sometimes you can see from the responses of people in church that they are not humble. They are not humble. And I'm saying you have the need. And I'm always telling that you have the need. You want God to heal you. Why don't you humble yourself? If it is come through the praise and worship, because my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your You don't know when the breakthrough will come. The day that Jesus went and met the man, an angel had not come to stir the waters. So if they were waiting for a stirring of the water in case of convention, in that before the word, and the pastor would pray for me, they would have missed it. It wasn't a convention. It was a stirring of the waters. He just was passing. He knew that this man has been here for a long time. So then he just healed him. So you don't know whether shall prosper, whether it is the morning worship, the praise and worship, the prayer. Just that everything that is done when you come to God's presence, it's important. It's important. You don't sit down, put your hands together. Even putting your hands together is important. Oh, it's true. It's true. Why do people clap? They clap because they appreciate and enjoy what you are saying. So it's also important. It's also important. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So humble yourself. And ask God, I don't know it, but please just heal me. Just meet my need. So it is what it's called what? Humility. Humility. If everybody is looking at you and you are kneeling down, and so what? You know why you came here. You know why you came here. Some of you, the only place you cry is in your room. How many of you have cried in your room before when you were praying? But how can you don't cry in church? You see, you know why? Because people's. People are looking at you. You can't flow. You can't be yourself. You have never danced in church before. But I heard a story of somebody who, who, who was occasionally mad. And then somebody who played the music. And then the madness, the spirit of madness will leave him. Do you know that person? Who is that person? So how come when you can, you don't dance? How come when you can, you don't dance? How come you don't dance? Because you have carried, you have carried your things from outside. And you have entered the church. Then somebody is leading the worship. Somebody is leading the worship. And the worship leader, the way they attack, they even have no idea Worship leaders, and they're one of the people that the devil attacks them. So that's why I was, I'm always talking to my worship leaders. If you like, cast your mind back. Look at, many of you have been to several churches. You cast your mind ask yourself, where are all the worship leaders you used to know? You ask yourself. And I always tell them that, look, what, what you are doing here is very important too. Don't take it for granted. You are singing. People are being released. People are being delivered. Demons are leaving people. Hmm. It's not that simple. That's why you have to pray for worship leaders. Are you here with me? I know you won't do it, but I'm just telling you. <laughs> Some of you want your account, you have to pray. Today, let the worship leader lead so that I'll be, my demons will, or my, my problems will leave me. Are you here with me? Yeah. Oh, are you here with me? Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. What is the next law? Okay. I'm going to finish soon so that we swim in the supernatural. This week, something supernatural is going to happen here. 
This week, I said what? Sometimes, supernatural things, eh, they just need to appear. Jesus was walking in somewhere, and he passed through Gadara. He was just going somewhere. Then somebody ran to him. Hey! So some visitations are enough to break through certain things. So I cannot wait for what God is going to do. Hallelujah. Wonderful. The law of repeated and sustained ministration. Did you hear what I said? The law of what? Those at the back. The law of what? No, at the back. At the back. Those at the back. The law of what? Please, those at the back, raise your hand. Let me see. Uh-huh. I think you know yourself. The law of what? Hey, we can't hear you. The law of repeated and sustained ministration. Say, let me hear. Hey. They need a microphone. Okay. The law of what? Ah, for the back, eh? Hmm. Those of you who sit at the back, you need anointing. You, know? you need anointing. Okay, let's turn our Bibles to. The law of repeated means that there are times that you need to go over and over again in receiving a healing or a ministration. Do you get it? It does, it's not always that it comes just at once. There are times that you, don't, you, need, you need to have a certain attitude that I need it. It didn't work this time, or it worked this time. Maybe it's part of it. You can never say it didn't work. Because when you look at the law of repeated ministration, it doesn't necessarily mean that it didn't work. You get it. So let's read a few, then I'll come back to explain. Now, the first one is in 2 Kings 5.10. Are you being blessed? Are you sure? Are you going to walk in the supernatural? Wonderful. If you don't walk in the supernatural, I can change it. I can change the topic. Okay. Second Kings chapter 5, verse 10. Second Kings chapter 5, verse 10. We'll look at these verses and we'll come back to it. It says, And Elisha sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan. How many times? How many times? It didn't say one. It's seven. Is that not so? And thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. Are you getting it? Then when you go to 1 Kings chapter 18, verse 42. 1 Kings 18 and verse 42 and 3. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought he would surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand. Over the place and recover the leper. Naaman has been going for a lot of prophetic meetings. I think he has been watching a lot of um, conventions. So he knows how God moves. And he's like some of you. You know what God should do. You know, as we come to church this morning, you know what God should do. You know what God should do. When you have a problem, you're going to see the pastor, you know what he should say. You arm yourself with verses that he should say and how he should end the conversation. Do you get it? And that's what Elijah did. Do you get it? But in the verse 44, 
in the verse 44, it says that, verse 44, the same um, 1 Kings 18, 1 Kings 17, isn't it? 18, yeah, 1844. Yes. And it came to pass at the what time? At the what time? At the what time? Not the set time. Do you get it? Not the set time, not the fifth time. But at the seventh time, it meant that if Eli, a Naaman has stopped at the sixth time, he would not have had his breakthrough. He would be doing the right things, right, going through the right, whatever, processes, but he would not have finished it. He would not have finished it. God, God said, do it how many times? Seven times. I don't know how many times God has asked you to do it. Are you getting it? But do it. Do it the seventh time. So at the seventh time, what happened? First Kings chapter 1842. 1842. Sorry. First, first Kings 1842. First Kings 1842. So Ahab went, have you and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and to put his face between his knees. Next verse. And he said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. Go again how many times? So, the one thing that God is going to do is it's going to be repeated. See, I'm just talking about the law of repeated. And at the seventh time, at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's heart. 1844. Do you get it? So, this one to realize, I say, Go seven times. Go seven times. Are you there with me? Wonderful. And now, let's read 1 Kings 7.21. 1 Kings 7.21, the law of repeated and sustained ministrations. That means that you don't give up. That means you don't do what? You don't give up. Hallelujah. I said 1 Kings 7. 17.21. 1 Kings 17.21. And then we'll be closing soon. Is he been oh somebody has been selected today because in, as we're near midday in somebody say oh I was waiting for it <laughs> and he stretched himself upon the child how many times so if you're making any doctrine out of seven because if you are having seven seven. Seven, you are entering into numerology. Seven, 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 seven. Now I say how many times? Three times. But at least it is repeated. And sometimes you say immediately. The woman with the issue of blood, what happened? Immediately. One time. One time. So don't make any doctrine out of it should be seven, it should be this. It should be that as long as, as, long as you have to wait for it. Believe God. But believe him for the one time. Amen. First Kings seventeen twenty one. 
And he stretched himself upon a child three times. Okay, we've said about that. And then the last one is Joshua 6. Then we'll go to Jesus. Joshua 6, 16. The law of repeated and sustained ministrations. And it came to pass, Joshua chapter 6, verse 16 and 20. And it came to pass at the seventh time, when the priest blew the trumpet, Joshua said unto the people, Shout! For the Lord had what? For the Lord had given you the city seven times, not once. Are you getting it? So the law of repeated administration works. Finally, Jesus himself prayed for somebody one day in Mark chapter 8. Sometimes you are prayed for. You give your offering. You give your tithe. You do something good. You are expecting returns. But the Bible is saying that it is not always that it wants. It's not always that it is seven times. It's not always that it is two times. But as long as you have to do it, don't be wary. Keep doing it. In due season. In due season. In due season. In due season. So Mark 8.22. Mark 8.22. And he said that, and he came to Beth- Bethsaida to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand, and led him out of the town. And when he had, when he had spit on his eyes, and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw aught. Are, are you seeing, are you hearing aught? Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> After he prayed for him, then he asked him, do you see anything? Do you see anything? After he prayed for him, he asked him, do you see anything? Do you get it? He said, do you see anything? Then what did he say? He did what? Shall we all read that verse together? He did what? Up and said, I see men as trees walking. Mm. Didn't Jesus pray for him? Jesus, oh, he said, receive it in my name. Take it one. Then he asked him, do you see? Then the man said, I see. But I see men like trees. Hey. Some of you men, this is a prayer you have to pray. This should be your actual prayer. May I see women like trees? All your problems will be solved. <laughs> yeah? It's a powerful prayer topic. Is also, it's a very powerful prayer topic. When you see men, you see them like trees. When you see women, you see them like trees. Hey! It's like I see men. I see people, but they are like trees walking. Jesus prayed for him. Then the next one. After this, he put his hand again upon his side. What is Jesus doing? He's praying for him what? Again. Jesus is praying for him what? Again. Repeated ministration. He's praying for him again. And after that, he was restored and saw every man. Yes. So may you begin to see... The last law, and we close for today, 
is the law of spiritual timing. The law of spiritual what? You need to time things well. You need to time things well. Galatians 4.4. 4. And God himself always operates that law. God always operates in time and seasons. Galatians 4.4. 4. But when the fullness of the time was come, when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his son. Hallelujah. So all the years passed. It was only 2,000 plus years ago that God thought it wise to bring his son. God, since man separated himself from God in the Garden of Eden, he had always sought to bring man unto himself, to restore man unto fellowship to himself. He brought in the law. He brought in so many things. It didn't work. So now, meanwhile, all the time, he knew that what would really make it work is Jesus. But he didn't rush. He didn't rush. He took his time. So when the fullness of time, spiritual timing, that is what you need to know. One of the things you need to know as a spiritual person is your time and day of visitation. Spiritual timing. And when you know the time, you try, you try and do a time yourself into the move of God. Hallelujah. And I pray to God that nobody will miss your timing. Because there are times that God sets you at certain places. There are times that God brings you away so that you connect to something. But if that time comes and you miss it, you miss it. Now many of you have missed so many powerful things. But you couldn't know that this is my time of visitation. This is my time of breakthrough. You missed it. Hallelujah. And um, what can I say that to say that this week is one of the most powerful spiritual times. Hey. Don't go to China for all the rice in China. Don't go anywhere. This week is your day, your week of what? Your week of what? Your week of what? Visitation. Since we came here, our father has never been here before. The first and the last time he stepped here, when he came, he, I think he stood, this building was not here, it was all just bare land, bush. We're in the bush. No, all these buildings you see, they were not here. I'm sure you'll see a, a, a video of it. They were not here. Then he stood here and he prayed. He prayed that this place will be finished. He prayed that this place will be finished. I remember I knelt down in the, in the bushes and he prayed. And then he has never been here. This is the time he's coming. Look. You see, you have been sitting. Are you sitting down? Some of you are so comfortable. And I am telling you, I am telling you as your pastor, I'm telling you as your pastor that there are there is anointing and there is anointing. Do you get it? And there are some people just visiting. Remember when the US um, president visited Ghana? Every communication, all communications were jammed. You couldn't even use your own mobile phone. Do you remember those of you who were in Ghana? They jammed it because an important person carrying some powerful things had come to Ghana. They jammed our own phone. We couldn't talk to anybody. You get it. I'm telling you that one higher than him 
One word. You see, you need to be spiritual. Jesus told, Jesus told Peter that flesh and blood had not received this to you. So this is you don't need your mental things to be alert. You just have to be spiritual to understand what I'm saying. I get what I'm saying. And I tell you, there are some issues. I've been having conventions. I've been having stirrings. I've been trying to do it. It has not left. And yours, if I even continue for 25 times of repeated and sustained ministration, I may have to do it 50. But I tell you, one higher than me. Hey! Just, just the word, just the word that the person will speak. Will not even lay hands on you, but just his presence. So it's a time of visitation. And my prayer, I don't know what I told you last week, but my prayer is that when he comes and goes, problems that have been hanging in the system for some time will all be broken. The madman of Gadara spirits will run. And when they run, they will tell him, leave! I'm not saying something that will happen physically, but spiritually, things like that will happen just his presence here and I'm believing God that we are going to go we are going to double up in our whatever we are doing you know can I tell you something like this morning like this morning one of the things that I was communicating to God about I don't know what I was communicating or God was communicating to me about was I was asking God that why are the people not I mean just understand what I'm saying why are the people not rich you see, I didn't, when I say rich, I mean, I was thinking about certain things. You see, why can't they be rich so that the world will look at them? And I was asking so many questions. It's a good question. Isn't it a good question? Yes. Maybe I was thinking about you. So that you, you have your breakthrough. You get it. Now, the anointing is coming. Anointing is coming. So please, I want to encourage all of you, don't miss. You see, we are, we are doing what? Registration. Okay, take your seat, take your seat. I thought you say, oh. <laughs> you people, okay. And what was I saying? Uh-huh. We are doing registration. We are doing everything. It's good. But please, apart from all this registration in your heart, tell yourself that this is a spiritual moment. And I'm coming to receive my spiritual blessings. Are you get what I'm saying? Because a great anointing is coming. And I will be believing in the supernatural. A supernatural, those at the back, you don't believe. Uh-huh. A supernatural blessing is coming our way. Let's all be here. This week, all our pastors from LHI, LHI is Ghana, Benin, Togo, Nigeria. They are coming with some of their members. Then, those within Ghana and Dowenya are also coming. Those within Ghana. But, if you, have not, if you are not clapping, you are not coming. Okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. So, we are coming here. We are doing registration. We are doing, and we have made a registration in such a way that everyone can come. You get it. Because apart from the pastors, the shepherds, we believe that even if you are not a pastor, you also need a breakthrough. 
Uh, is that not so? Yeah. Even you also need a place. So he's, he's, he'll be excited to see all his children, you see, come together. You see, so let's all come. And as I said, outsiders are coming. So come early. It starts on Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning from, from registration starts from 7. By 10, 11, he's preaching. I'm sure by 10, he's preaching. So that we'd rather take the day. Because if we say we are coming in the evening, the traffic. So, so we, we try to design such a way that. Because if you start coming from 3 o'clock, you get here at 10 p.m. The traffic is very terrible in the evening. That's what you're doing during the day. And that's why I started telling you all along. So that you can take your casual leave. You can take your leave, leave. You can take your leave. <laughs> but you can come around. I didn't say anything. But you can come around. Are you get what I'm saying? And come and be blessed. So this, how many of you have registered? Hey, are you sure? You've all registered. How many of you have registered? Hey, is that so? And paid. Then how many of you have registered and paid? Ah. You've all registered and paid. Are you serious? Okay. How many have not registered? Why? You are now going to register. How many have not registered, but you are now going to register after service? Okay. I want to encourage all of you, register, register. When you come, definitely, when you come, and there are going to be a lot of things that will be given to you. I don't want to say it now, but there will be a lot of things, books. You are going to live with books. You are going to live with, so there you will see that whatever you use to register can never match up with what you take away. Apart from the spiritual <laughs> blessing. That's kind of, it's even also a spiritual blessing. You mark my way. It will never match what you are giving. And also because we are coming here for the whole day-ish, try and take some money for lunch. We are going to sell the food. The food court is going to be, um, be working. So try and there will be various points that you can, there can be raised restaurant, 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 food restaurant, a tree. <laughs> Every restaurant, bush canteen restaurant, chop bar restaurant, everything. So please, so take something. If you want to have a special meal, you can still see uh, your passes over me. I want Especially, there will be also a special restaurant so you can rest and everything in between. Your part of it's a package, you get it. Maybe restaurant, restaurant, car restaurant. But anyway, however, you do it, know that we'll be here for some time. So, and also when we come, let's come to receive. You see, are you getting what I'm saying? Because daddy is coming home. I said, What? I said what? And see, I already, I already feel anointed. And let me, sit down, let me tell you another thing. Please. <laughs> this is your old, yeah. <laughs> how, can you, how can you say, oh? <laughs> you are saying, you say, oh. Charlie, but let me tell you, as daddy is coming home, eh, we are the ones in the household. So we should make sure that we are home. You see, we should. I'm very excited to see that all of you have registered. I think I'm very encouraged by the number that registered. Yeah. 
See, which means that which means that you alone, you are the only one who has not registered. Have you seen that today? Why So make sure you register right after service. The reason they have various, I won't say it, but they have various stages of registration and amount you pay. So when you go, they will tell you how much to pay. Various, some of it as low as hundred, some as high as thousand, some as low as ten, some as high as two thousand. So when you go, they will tell you. Do you get it? So we who are here, let's be home early. Do you get it? Let's be home early and let's flow. Let none of the people come from outside and come and tap into the anointing. And there will be t-shirts available. Ah, and the Friday of the conference is the dedication of the temple. Yes. This place has not been dedicated. That's why I realized that your particular problem is still waiting. After dedication, all those things will vanish. Just, it will go. Look, I am believing God for testimonies eh, after this visit. Unusual testimonies. Me, I've told God all my problems. I've given it to God that let daddy come and solve it for me. I have people who need jobs. I have people who need husbands. I have people who need children. I have people who need breakthroughs. I have people, I want them to change their jobs. They don't even know. I want them to change their jobs and go higher. All those things I've made it and I'm presenting before God that made that anointing come in. I want unusual things. This Miami pompa is a cock. You see, I want that thing to be over. You want to change your car? Oh, that's easy. The easiest. That's it. Cars, lands, and the those are the easiest. Yeah, yeah, car So God bless you. Take your seat. Wonderful. If today is your first time of coming here, this is your very, very first time of coming here. Somebody invited you and you came, or you came on your own. But this is your first time of coming. Can you give me a wave? This is your first time of coming here. Can you give me a wave? Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Please, if you know of anybody like that, kindly come to the front here with everything. We are just about to close. I want to give you a special welcome. Kindly help them to come. Help them to come. Put your hands together for them as they come. Kindly help them to come. This is your first time. First time. If anybody raise their hand, help the person to come. This is your first time of coming here. God bless you. God bless you. This is your first time. Oh, don't stop. Put your hands together for them. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. This is your first time. Ah, put your hands together for him. Your first time of coming. God bless all of you. Now, those of you here, with everybody in the congregation, one more person, okay. Those of you at every member of the congregation, let's say this together. Let's say, Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I thank you for today. I thank you for today. This is a special day for me. It's a special day for Everybody me. say, This is a special day for me. This is a special day for in me. In my heart. In my heart. I believe. I believe that Jesus Christ that Jesus Christ came to die for my sins. Came to die for my sins. With my mouth. With my mouth. I confess. I confess that Jesus that Jesus is Lord. Is Lord. Thank you Lord Jesus. Thank you Lord Jesus. That by this confession that by this confession I have become your child. I have become
become your child. My sins are forgiven. My sins are forgiven. And I am born again. And I am born again. From today. From today. Dear Lord Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus. I am yours. I am yours. And you are mine. And you are mine. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. God bless you for listening to Active Word by Bishop Ishmael Sam. For copies of today's message or any other message by Bishop Sam, please contact us on 0244-534-816 or visit us at Loyalty House International, Abid Dawenya. You can also send Bishop Sam an email at pastorishmael at yahoo.com. For prayer and counseling, you can contact us on 246 939-984 To support this program, send your donations via mobile money to 055-874-2922 or 050-940-0044 You can join us in worship via YouTube and Facebook Live at Bishop Ishmael Sam DHMM Also at Loyalty House International HQ page you can also join us in worship this and every Sunday in our powerful gathering service at 9 a.m. at the Loyalty House International Abedowenya. God bless you.